When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, the number one entertainment news podcast in the country. My name is Adam Glenn. On the other side of the country is Dax Holt. We are two journalists in the entertainment field, pop culture field, that have more than a decade experience. And here we kind of discuss some of our... Um, some of our lives in the entertainment business. I mean, obviously, I am still running around the streets with my camera. Dax had a different kind of field in the entertainment business. He talks about it. He comments on it. But also, his experience was purchasing all the footage and all the content that you guys see and all the magazine and all the outlets over the years. Um, I like my job. Dax, did you like your job? Uh, I'm, I, I am such a voyeuristic kind of person that working at TMZ and getting to see all the photos and videos before the world did, it was like the greatest gift. <laughs> I love going and I love going to all the paparazzi websites for so many years and just getting to see the uncensored photos and the crazy stuff and the stuff. I don't know. There was something fun just about seeing the content before everyone else. I loved it. You know what's the amazing part is the public only sees not even a, a core, not even a third of it because there's yeah. a lot of content that doesn't get sold, that doesn't get bought or licensed. So you're seeing everything. You're seeing more than the general public. There's some type, so there's a lot of times there's content and now it's saying, eh, we're not going to go down that road. But you see it. So you actually had the best job because um, also you didn't have to go outside and run around. Me, personally, I'm running around trying to get that content, negotiate those deals, work on guys. So it was a um, – yeah, it was – I don't know. I still do it though. I, you know what I got last week, Dax? I got Oprah. I got my girl Oprah. Oh, you got your girl. What you have to say? So it's funny. She's at the 92Y, which is an event in New York City. And okay. I went there to get her leaving the building, to leave her, to get her leaving the event. She was doing an interview, like an onstage interview with George Kostapinopoulos, whatever the guy's name is from Good Morning America. Stepanopoulos. Stepanopoulos, whatever. Yeah, I can stop it. I don't know. He's got to change that last <laughs> name. Anyway, um, so it's funny. I'm sitting there waiting outside for him to come, for her to come out. And the event gets over and George leaves. And SV pulls up. And for some reason, I just felt like that wasn't the car, that they were trying to fake us out, fake the public out saying, this is the car, Oprah's going to come out. So all of a sudden, the audience starts to walk out of the event, and which was first five people waiting for Oprah, quickly turned into 75 people waiting for Oprah, to 100 people waiting for Oprah, to 150 people waiting for Oprah on the side of this building up east side. 
And I'm watching this car. I'm like, I don't have a feeling that this is the car. I have a feeling that they're just trying to screw people over and try to get her out of there very kind of easy. Mm-hmm. So I leave my good position against a barricade waiting for Oprah. And I take a lap around the block. And I see, <laughs> I see an SUV down the street parked. Very nice SUV that was kind of like the rims are shiny. The tires are nice. I'm like, this is weird that this car is just sitting here. And the guy was just sitting there doing nothing. I go, I'm just going to sit on this car and watch this car. And I'm that's why the you're the you're the best, dude. You're the best in the business <laughs> because, you know, you can see it. You can see it from a mile away and you know what's happening. Yeah. So I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And finally, after an hour, the car pulls up and pulls to the side of the road. And a security guy comes out like a sneaky side door. He's like, stay right there. And I'm like, okay, this is the door they're going to bring Oprah out. I come out of nowhere like a ninja. She comes out <laughs> with probably about seven security guys. Most of the people are people from the event. She actually travels with usually one security person. And it's like seven security guys there. And I got them. And they're like, whoa, nice. they were not expecting me. The driver wasn't expecting me. The security wasn't expecting me. And the security gets in my face, like, get out of here. You got it. And they put the camera in my lens and start like physically shoving me out of the way. And Oprah says, stop, stop. He's cool. Stop. And she talks to me. Oh, that's so sick. That was great, dude. It loves great. And afterwards, the security guy who's being a dick to me and physically pushing me, which he's not supposed to do, shakes my hands like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know you're Oprah. I was like, yeah, take a knee. Uh, (laughs) Bow to me, motherfucker. Um, That was kind of cool. So Oprah's the best. All right. On to today's episode where you guys wanted – we wanted to talk about part two of the stories we couldn't believe happened. The stories that blew us away we didn't see coming and literally took our wind away. I mean, honestly, I I just – it's some of these stories you remember where you were when it happened. 100%. There's, I feel like there's there's so many of those stories. It was funny because we did part one and I felt like we ended and we're like, no, no, no. I, we still have like numerous stories we need to talk about here. And then it was funny because I went to the Facebook group and instantly it was like all these people like, oh, we need to talk about this one and this one and this one and this one. Like everyone really got into it. So we are back for part two of this um, because we the list like just doesn't end. And I think in entertainment news, it's not going to end anytime soon. <laughs> I think we're going to forever have all those stories that keep coming out every couple of years that are just like, what the hell? Was there any, well, actually, I don't know what to say. Was there anything so far in 2023 that really caught you off guard? But before we even get into all this, Okay. Let's start with a review. You know, if you All guys right. leave us a review, we actually read your review live on air. It's the easiest thing to do. It's the best way to do. It's the best thing you do to support this podcast. It's just go to the podcast app on on your Apple iPhone if you have an Apple iPhone. Put in Hollywood Rock all the way to the bottom. Say a few kind words. Leave it five stars. And we'll actually read your review live on air. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I do. Let's try this one. Victoria with two little smiley faces gave us five stars and titled it Woohoo! Let me tell you about Hollywood Raw. It's a real gem in the world of entertainment podcasts. Adam and Dax, the charismatic host, uh, intensely drew me in. Their back and forth is hilarious. Their energy is simply contagious. I can't help but eagerly await each episode because let me tell you, they never disappoint. Get ready to dive into this podcast that'll leave you begging for more. Trust me, you won't regret it. Little winky smiley face. Sick. Perfect. Nice. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Best thing to do to support us. Thank you for that. On to uh, today's podcast. Dax, 
What's the story that you may have forgot about? Because this is part two of yep. the stories that really blew you away. I am going to go back in time, back to 2019. I'm sorry, 2009, when Katy Perry and Russell Brand got engaged. <laughs> I guess when they even first got together, I did not believe there because a couple, because you got to remember, like Katy Perry was the biggest thing on the planet. Russell Brand really, I, I don't think at that time he was as big as he became after like forgetting Sarah Marshall and all that kind of stuff. But I, them dating was huge news back then. And I didn't believe that they were dating for quite some time. I'm like, no, all these rumors about them being together, they're dating. Like the first photos of them, I think I saw they were walking around London holding hands. But I was still like, is this a publicity stunt? Like they they don't seem like this is a genuine couple. And then they got together. They got married. Like, and it was quick. I, I remember. So they got engaged back in like whatever I said, 2009. And this was a couple months after they started dating. And then they got married in October 2010. And then it was like whirlwind romance. And they broke up 14 months later. It was like crazy quick. Um, it just seemed like such a weird relationship in my mind. Was it crazy for you, Dax? Because at that time, Russell Brand was not the person he's now. Like Russell Brand now is more of a podcaster, uh, a spiritual guy, sort of like a... Uh, he's very vocal about some things going on in the news. He kind of doesn't really come to USA too much anymore. Um, but was it was it more kind of crazy for you because at that time, you know, we we learned more about him. We learned that he was a, a sex addict or a covering sex addict. He was a former drug addict, and then here's the biggest pop star in the world with this guy who is sort of like a wild type person. Was that was that the part that was shocking for you? I think all of it was. I, yes. Um... It just, I don't know how to explain it. It just, it didn't seem like they they matched. And again, I was like, is this just a publicity stunt? And then it wasn't. But um, I don't know. Did you see, like when they, the news, you, know how I know you, you were like I, totally cool with it? I remember hearing the stories. And then I remember I'm standing on, I'm in the West Village. You know, in the West Village, it was a fall day. It was a beautiful Saturday, fall afternoon. It seemed almost like London. There was no sun out. And I'm looking at St. Ambrose, St. Ambrose, which is a popular subway restaurant. I'm standing there with another photographer. And we're at this like pretty corner, just watching the looking at the restaurant, just watching people eat. And all of a sudden, who comes on a two bicycles? There's two bicycles come riding by is Russell Brand and Katy Perry. And we're like, oh shit. Like they just came <laughs> riding by in a bike. Like they were just having a nice afternoon. And they caught eyes with us. And they didn't even know what we did. But they knew right away, like, fuck, those guys are paparazzi. And um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, our cameras weren't out, you know, but they knew we knew who they were and they knew they were caught and it became like a bike chase around Manhattan. We're like, okay, go find the bike. We got to find out where they were. And I remember just trying to get those shots of them just riding by us. And you had to get into a position where they were kind of riding through you and riding past yeah. you so you could just get those shots. But you didn't want to stay on it too long. Because you didn't want other paparazzi to spot you guys shooting them. So you want to get them real quick, then hope they go home and get those photos out before other paparazzi spot you shooting them. Because then it brings more cameras 
um, you know, it, it ruins the exclusivity of the shots. But yes, I was kind of, I remember that. And it's funny now that we're talking about it. They broke up, Katy Perry and Russell Brand. They got divorced over a decade ago. And then I was saying the past week with there's allegations against Russell Brand, uh, you know, saying there's accusations about him for, you know, accused of rape, sexual assault and abuse by four different women. Katy Perry, when they got broken up, she kind of made comments in the past that he wasn't the, he didn't treat her the best during that, that relationship. Yeah. So, yes, I think it brings us back in the past week because Russell Brand's in the news, that relationship. I don't know if I was I was so crazy by that event or that kind of relationship, kind of, that pairing come together, but I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw them when I was able to confirm that they were in a relationship, and that, to me, was a big shot. We're like, whoa, that was huge. That was huge. Okay, I got a better one for you because this okay. one was – fucking bananas do you remember the allison mac and nexium big huge story that broke where that was the uh, cult right this is the sex cult that um that allison mac and what was allison mac was on what that 70s show or something um yeah. and it was this whole story about her she she actually admitted she was in court back in 2019 she admitted that she had lured women into this like the subgroup, this clandestine subgroup uh, called Nexium, um, by saying they would be part of this like female mentorship program. And then it was like this society of slaves and you were required to have sex with uh, that guy, Rainier, Mr. Rainier. Um, and I just want to say real quick, just to clarify, she, uh, if you don't know who Allison Mack, I, I was in 70s show, that was her real, was she's it? done a bunch of work. It was Smallville. Smallville. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not, she was in not other shows like show. Seventh Heaven, but Smallville was her big. I've got that thing. '70s show in my mind because of all this <laughs> yeah. shit with Ashton and uh, Mila going on right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, Smallville. My bad. My bad. Um, but how crazy this like sex cult was, and they were branding people, and then you would get like get stuck in it, and like how crazy was that? That was a, definitely a story that you're like, there's no way this is true. Holy crap, it is. I think anything with a cult, people are just fascinated by it, where why did you join it to how did they get hooked into it? And then when you hear an actress who had a great, you know, a promising career going mm-hmm. to a cult and a sex cult, I think everyone was, I don't think, I'm curious with you, Dex, is it more fascinated how, were you more fascinated with the cult and the sex cult or mm-hmm. how did an actress, a Hollywood actress? No, the sex cult it? for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even like it could have been anyone, but the fact that it was tied to a celebrity made it even more interesting. But just the fact that there are cults out there, there are people who have been brainwashed to join these things. And like, I mean, I, I mean, I look at Scientology very similar that it's just weird and you get like roped into it and then you can't get back out of it. I mean, at least listen to what a lot, a lot of like Leah remedy has to say about Scientology. You know, it seems that you, you go down this road and then you, all your friends are there, all your family's there. So like you can't leave it or you get to talk to no one. And then that, that freaks people out. So they don't want to leave. Yeah. Uh, Mac was arrested for her involvement with this cult, uh, with charges of sex trafficking, uh, for labor, conspiracy and more uh i know she faced 
she faced a pretty good sentence, 15 years of mm -hmm. 15 years to life in prison if found guilty. But I don't know. Uh, I think she pled guilty. She pled guilty to uh, racketeering and conspiracy, uh, racketeering conspiracy and admitted to state law extortion and forced labor. Uh, she found guilty on all charges and was sentenced to 120 years in October 2020. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was a big it, one. Was, that, was a, yeah. that was a huge story. Yeah, but then on June too. 30, 2021, Mac was sentenced to three years in prison and three years of probation, 1,000 hours of community service, and a fine of $20,000. Yeah, she uh, she released. She was actually released early on July 3rd uh, this past year after serving 21 months of her three-year sentence. No you know, I'm surprised we haven't heard from her since. I don't know if she's... Well, I, I can tell you there's a lot of podcasts out there now dedicated to that Nexium cult and to digging into more information and finding out, like, how it started up, how people got wrapped into it. Like, you know, the cult stuff does well on uh, on podcasts, and that one has quite a few podcasts dedicated to it at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh... I think we're, I'm surprised no journalists are working on where is she now, photos of what she looks like, what she's doing, is she working, what's she doing for an income, how her life's been. So unless she's just waiting to get paid for it and do a documentary type thing of talking about I mean, I'd watch that shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would totally watch some, that. There's definitely some good uh, financial possibilities for her out of it. So uh, that was a wild story. Dax, what's another story that we uh, kind of forgot about for this part two episode? Uh, Lamar Odom, by far. Lamar Odom almost dying in a brothel in Vegas. That was bonkers. So back in 2015, yeah, back. he was in Vegas. He was um, he was at this like what what was the name of that? The Bunny Ranch. The Bunny, Bunny Ranch. Ranch um, yeah. And he was found unconscious. He was then uh, rushed to a hospital where he suffered twelve seizures six strokes and uh there were two incidences incidences where his heart stopped and this was all because of an overdose that he had had at the bunny ranch while hooking up with uh, a prostitute um and this keep in mind was when things were still no he i can't remember was he still with um what's her face uh, chloe, <laughs> chloe at the time they, um, they were apart, but she came to, like, be by his side, right? Like, they had already started to separate. And yeah. then, if you know, I remember is, Lamar's journey in, as far as his downfall and mm -hmm. the spiral down, it was so long. There were so many stories that came from it. But this was the cream of the crop, the brothel. Of all places to be when you overdose, a brothel, the Bunny Ranch brothel. Yeah. Like, embarrassing, too. Good God. But you remember, he had head, claimed... He claimed that Dennis Hoff, like the owner of, of the Bunny Ranch, tried to like kill him. Drug him. Drug him and, and kill him. And that was like his thing. And I think he also, he had sat down with Harvey at one point and like tried to say that he didn't have any drugs. He didn't do any drugs before all of this. Do you believe that? Um, I know. He, I don't believe him. There's just I'd love to have Lamar on because he's he's now such an open book. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to try to get Lamar on. I want to hear more of his story because he's now like a recovering addict. He talks to to addicts. He talks to people like he's a very positive force out there at this point. 
I think he'd be a fun person to have on the podcast. It just got really weird with Lamar when he kept like trying to chase back Chloe. Like, oh, I want Chloe back. I want Chloe back. We're like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember during all this, I think we all just felt obviously you feel bad and you have remorse for, for Lamar, but you just felt bad for Chloe. Her name was kept, kept being involved with Lamar's issues. Mm-hmm. And she was very good as far as helping him out. She never really talked negative about him. She always was very, from what it seemed to me, Dex, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but like she was very um, by his side. When things mm-hmm. went bad, she was always there. And mm-hmm. she never She's- publicly... Um, talk trash about him she just supported him in the in every way possible i mean you could say like where was she when she did the same thing she she did the same thing with tristan too you know what i'm saying like she's just a she's got a big heart i can't believe i forgot her name that was the first time i've ever forgotten chloe's name (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's different um (laughs) but uh no i think i think chloe's got a big heart and she tries to you know save people and unfortunately i think it's a problem that she has is that she's always trying to save someone rather than just find a really good dude to treat her well yeah yeah no no. she um chloe i i i wish i don't know if chloe gets the credit she deserves or people just say the comments publicly about what kind of person chloe is and the kardashians are in general um because of all the shit that's happened in their life Mm-hmm. They could definitely go public and badmouth Kanye, Tristan, Lamar, but they never have. They've never kind of been gross with that and made it um, a public feud. Even with you know Chris Humphreys, Kim's always been quiet. Chloe's been quiet. So I, I give Chloe a lot of credit for staying humble and quiet during this. And really, we don't even know. I'm sure she did behind the scenes and stuff. We didn't know help Lamar as much as she could possibly, but I don't know. I, but yeah, back to Lamar, this story, he was close. I mean, he was on his deathbed. Oh right dude, he, he legit died twice. Yeah. His heart stopped. He was goner. Um, and they were able to bring him back. Um, and I remember again, I, I have a lot of, a lot of my memories are tied to like visual elements because of working in it at TMZ and seeing photos and videos that would come in. So I remember seeing those photos of him when he landed at the hospital. Do you remember he was airlifted in and Chloe was with him as they had him on a gurney and he was all wired up and they were wheeling him into the hospital. I remember those photos. Um, I I don't think we were able to afford them because they were so expensive at the time. Uh, Or maybe we did get them. I don't remember. I just remember seeing them, but like, Every every outlet out there wanted their hands on those photos because they were such a big deal. Yeah. Now, so what's another story, Dax? I really kind of blew you away. I'm gonna go Chris Brown Rihanna. Yeah, Chris Brown Rihanna was insane. I mean, the photos that came out with her eye. Who knew? Chris Brown is still, uh. Still trying to recuperate from that incident. Oh, he'll, I, I don't I mean, think he'll, not he'll like, I don't know, he'll ever recover. I don't know. His, his career, his reputation never, and you, you can't, you can't bounce back from something like that. You know, he's tried for a long time saying, Oh, I was a dumb, stupid kid. And, but like, you have that visual in your head of Rihanna's face um, that was taken by the cops 
and her her beaten, battered, bruised, bloody face, and you're like, that's what I think about. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter how talented he is or all the songs that he puts out. Like, in the back of my mind, I still have that whether he feels like he should be give, be forgiven. I mean, she forgave him. Remember, they like got back together there for a little while. Yeah. But I remember when all of yeah, when all of that like came out. Um, again, I was at this TV was at the time. February so. 2009. Yeah, it was way back in the day. Um, but I remember there was an LAPD detective that had come out and said that he punched her repeatedly in the face and the arm. He bit her ear while they were like maneuvering down the street in that like rental, whether it was a Ferrari or Lamborghini, something like that. And that when the car stopped, he put her in a headlock, causing her to like slowly like lose consciousness until she started to break free. And I remember there was blood in the like the console. I mean, it was a really gnarly story. And I'm trying to remember what the catalyst for it was. I think there were some cheating allegations or something like that. Um, And they were supposed to be at the Grammys like the next day. Do you remember? This was like them leaving like a party, a pre-Grammy party. And they they got into this epic fight where he assaulted her in like like a a neighborhood here in Los Angeles. Um, But yeah, I was one of the first people to see that beaten photo of her. I was behind... uh, you know, helping. Did you uh, break the that. story of the photo? Like I, did, I didn't break it. I was just part of the okay. negotiation deal. Um, but it was just. Oh, and who do you negotiate with the, the photo of her eye? The photo of her eye? What do you mean? Yeah, what the photo of her face? You're saying you did the negotiation. Who did you negotiate with? Well, I'm saying when I got it for Team Z. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Who, but who? The photo of her face was that from the police? Dude sources bitch you ain't i ain't talking about shit nice try <laughs> no that that actually that photo became a big deal too because there were um lots of people that got in trouble and the, i mean there was like a whole thing back in the day when when that photo came out but um, but would you say when that photo came out rihanna's team wanted that photo out to show the extent of that that incident i think that there is a different perspective of that night when you hear what happened and you hear details of what happened versus seeing a visual element of what happened the second you see it you place her and i think that changed the whole story you know what i'm saying yeah let me ask you this dex and i know this is a terrible thing and you don't want anybody to deal with this i mean domestic abuse is absolutely terrible and no one should be involved but did this in some ways help her career? That's a really weird thing to say, but I, I, I go back to the old saying of like any publicity is good publicity at the end of the day. And it's not that I'm saying that that is good publicity by any means. Cause that sounds terrible. I'm saying that everyone around the world was say, talking about her and it I did. I would, I would say, say, I would say raise her fame, which I, I don't think anyone would ever want that or say, you know, let me be a part of this so I can be more famous. But you can't deny that everyone was talking about her. Everyone knows her. People that didn't listen to her music knew about that story and found out about Rihanna. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, 
it definitely raised yeah. awareness about who she was and and her music and and all of that and uh, i think both of them if they could do it all over again would have never had that night you know thing i mean chris yeah. brown was on a track to be the one of the biggest recording stars of all time i mean he was literally in the michael jackson footprint you know what i'm saying his Super dance talented. moves his singing all of it he could have been as big as like a michael jackson and he derailed that whole thing in one night yeah chris pled guilty to the charges and was sentenced to five years of probation as well as community service and domestic violence counseling uh rihanna also filed for a restraining order and chris was not allowed within 50 yards of her which I'm surprised he only got that based on the, you know, you see the photos. I'm like, man, I'm surprised he just well, got. She, you got to remember, she wasn't at that time, like pressing, like pressing charges and stuff against him. Like she, I think she still loved him at the end of the day, and like they ended up sneaking away and like meeting in Florida and going jet skiing. Like there was a big deal about them getting back together. And she lost a lot of credibility from her fans because of like getting back with him, even though it was for a short time, people were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you just got, you know, you got beat up and now you're going back to your abuser. And again, I think there's, you know, I, I don't think that's uncommon. Um, with um abuse survivors to go back but you know i think she lost a lot of credibility with her fans at that point yeah no for sure all right dax what's another story uh travis barker plane crash travis barker plane yeah that one that that one that one, that one was rough that, that one, one was, was rough. rough that one was you know and it was him and dj am on this private little jet and that uh, kind of like went off the end of a runway and i remember it was back in like it was in south carolina and i guess so let me let me look back but basically they they went through like the boundary friend fence crossing over a highway and eventually like stopping this like embankment but the plane itself which was crazy burst into flames and that was where things got really bad because everyone kind of jumped out of the plane i know that there was like a friend of theirs that had passed away in the plane. DJ AM and Travis Barker both made it out alive, which in my mind is interesting because I keep thinking, oh, no, DJ AM died in the plane crash. He didn't die in the plane crash. He died a year later from a prescription drug overdose. But in my mind, I keep thinking that he died in that plane crash. Um, and then if you remember, Travis was in the hospital for 11 weeks after that. He had third degree burns all over like his body underwent 27 separate surgeries to repair all of the damage. I mean, and then he was petrified, obviously, to fly for many, many years. He is now flying once again. Um, but they would be like driving around across country because he like would not get in a plane after that. Uh, but that that story was crazy. I remember the 911 audio that came out from that where you could literally hear dispatchers arriving and like, the people getting out of the plane and screaming, crying. And it was just a really sad, sad story. Yeah, that was, um, and yeah, I actually, Dax, I forgot about, it. I thought DJ AM looking back now, I thought he passed away in the, um, plane accident, the crash, but he yeah. was, he, um, 
TJ Am it's was weird. Isn't it weird how your like brain puts them together, even though it was a year after the plane crash when he passed away? Some people don't know even who DJ Am was. DJ Am was one of the biggest DJs in the world. Him and Travis Barker would actually tour together, and he would do a lot of collabs. He would put let's say like Daft Punk with Marilyn Manson, he would put, he'd, he'd put like weird music together and he was great. I remember, did you ever see DJ M do his thing? Yeah. Don't you remember? I told you I got to see, I was in this like tiny little sound space and I was front row getting to watch DJ M and Travis Barker perform together. I yeah, have no cool. idea what it was for. I swear there was probably room for 20 people in this room. Like it was Barker's like drum set, DJ AM on his like turntable or whatever. And it was the two of them rocking out. And then it was like 20 people and I was right in front of them. And it was yeah. the coolest thing. Um, and I think that was around the time that DJ AM was dating Nicole Richie. So like yeah, he was, was a, a big really one. big deal uh, because of that connection, because Nicole Richie was also one of the biggest people on, on the planet at that point. Cause it was surreal life was out. Um, but that was a really fun memory that's been seared into my brain just because of how cool it was. Yeah. He, uh, and I still know he died hit where he died was probably within at 150 feet of where Heath Ledger died. Uh, really? So died right I didn't know that. By the way, yeah, they did. It was like almost, if I remember, like almost, I don't know. I mean, it's a baseball throw away from each other, if I remember. Um, now, they, like they were, they were just other. neighbors? Pretty much, yeah, they were neighbors. Not in the same building, but right next to each other. In fact, I think that's another person who died that, you know, we were just like, oh my God, when Heath Ledger died. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, did you even have that on the list when Heath Ledger died? I, I didn't, I, I did not have that on the list, but that is a definite entry i would say for sure yeah because when heath ledger died first you think about what's going to happen with the batman movie there was just you know he played the joker and the joker didn't come out yet so i think there's a lot of speculation like what's going to happen did the him playing the joker have anything to do with his mental health which led to his death um you know he did have drug problems um but it's just yeah, but his he, was his was an accidental overdose of prescription me- medication, right? Like I, I think he had taken painkillers and like anti-anxiety drugs and sleeping pills. Like it was just he took too many things that counteracted with each other and killed him in his sleep. Um, and so yes, I think I mean, that he, was just, it. Was he was his no. death was considered accidental, resulting from the abuse of prescribed medications, which. Yeah, it's man. He was such a big deal at the time. Like, because he was. It was after Brokeback Mountain came out, and obviously that was catapulted him to another level of super fame. He had done Ten Things I Hate About You. He had done The Knight's Tale, but then like he the with um, the Dark Knight that was such a big movie. Obviously, but the Dark Knight didn't even come out yet. The Dark yeah, but, Knight didn't. So no, I think no, no, for of- sure. But then that became such a big Oscar buzz movie. And so, sure. uh, I mean, it was just so many things all at once with, with that death. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was <laughs> man. All right. What's another story? Too much death, Dax. I know, dude. Let's get into, you know, it's in, <laughs> you... <laughs> uh... you know, another one was, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger and his love child. Yeah, I think that one. Just because it went on for so long. Just because no, it was like, what is he doing? Like, what? All of a sudden, and it wasn't like we found out about Arnold's kid when when the child was born. Like, we found out about Joseph Baena when he was, what, like, nine or something like that? He was, they had kept it secret for many, many years. He had kept it secret from Maria Shriver, his family. He was paying uh, Mildred. Okay, so going back in time, if you don't even know about this story for some reason. uh, But basically, Arnold had this love child with um, the the housekeeper that was taking care of his and Maria's home. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You, you see photos of them together and you're like, wait, what? Like it just, yeah, it wasn't like you cheated on Maria with like a supermodel. You're like, wait, what happened here? (laughs) But um, so Mildred had this kid and they kept it secret and um, he was raised, you know, I, I think like 30 miles out of LA, but Arnold was paying the bills, was buying Mildred stuff to to keep her happy, but um, no one ever talked about him. And then finally, I don't even know how the story came out, but it finally broke that he was the father, and that became a huge news, and it was the catalyst to end his and Maria's marriage together. I remember his kids were furious with him, didn't want to talk to him for a long time. I think now everything is pretty good with the family. I think that uh, the kids all talk to Arnold now. I think Joseph is actually a part of the family. I think that they hang out. Um, Even if it is a little weird, he is, Arnold has kind of accepted him and they'll work out together. And what's interesting is uh, Joseph actually is like a little mini Arnold, like works out and super bodybuilder. He's got the same physique. He's on very the different from Patrick. Yeah, but I, I do want to know the truth. I do want to know if Patrick and the sister Catherine, if they are friends with uh, their stepbrother. Is it considered ha- stepbrother? Half brother. Half brother. Half brother. Um, maybe they're not like friends, but maybe it's just like, all right, well. It is what it is, and we're going to see him at events, and we're going to see him at dad's birthday, you know, and it's like you didn't grow up with him, so it's jarring. I think it's more maybe you you don't necessarily want to be like buddy-buddy because yeah. it's probably really hurtful to your mom. Yeah. Um, it's Like that yeah, constant honestly, reminder of your dad cheating on your mom. They briefly like kind of went into it, and then we just kind of let it slide. We just kind of let it move on. Isn't that crazy? We don't mm-hmm. really – I don't think we kind of – the general public, and I could be wrong, they connect Arnold's scandal with who Arnold is. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. That's just Arnold. That's just – don't worry about it. He is the bodybuilder. He is the governor. He is the actor. He's Why, why you know, is we, that? Why do some people get away with shit and other people don't? I don't know if it's a, a male-female thing. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> Yeah. It's weird, right? Isn't it? So yeah. like, but then you see like a big, a lot of big athletes. If they're just good at the sport, people start to forget about their problems, their allegations. I mean, I hate to say it, but look at Kobe Bryant. The guy was accused of rape, and then came back, played good basketball, and people were like, "Oh, don't forget about that." You're like, "What? How do you not forget about something he was accused of?" 
you know, it's just, it's interesting that when people put out good movies, I mean, a lot of things that, um, Alec Baldwin did, I mean, he was just a complete piece of shit. And then he'll go on Saturday night live, make people laugh. And then people are like, Oh, he didn't call his daughter a pig. Okay. Let's move on. Or he didn't spit on a paparazzi or, you know, it's like he, he, you just, people have that way of making people forget about the crappy things they've done by doing something that people like. Part of me thinks of that maybe Maria Shriver had something to do with this. And because she is a Kennedy, that she just wanted to just move past this as quick as possible because it was an embarrassment to her name. Could be. Could be. So uh, you just mentioned Alec Baldwin. You know what I did last week? Alec Baldwin, I was on my bike riding through New York City. And I see as I, I see Alec Baldwin walk into a dry cleaners. And I just want to test the water to see how oh, Alec Baldwin would react. So Why? I act like I was fixing He's my terrible. So I, <laughs> I got off my bike and started like playing with the seat. Like I was trying to figure out my seat on my bike. And Alec Baldwin walked down and go, hey, Mr. Baldwin, love the podcast, brother. Keep it up. Like I was, hey, brother. Like I try to, I try to act like a New Yorker. Like, hey, my man. Like I love the podcast. Keep it going. I don't know what I, I spoke with like a, a New York accent, like to the full and through. Hey, love the podcast. You're telling man. me he doesn't recognize you. He doesn't recognize me. The guy's he's in his own his head. In There's his own no ass, way. You know? Everyone recognizes you when they see you in New York. That's bullshit. Uh, you'd be surprised. Some people, I'm like a ninja. I'm like so quick to like, was that, did that just happen? But I was in of the podcast and he's like, oh, thank you. And then I, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, thank you. And just kept walking. That was my quick one second interaction with Alec Baldwin. That should I just been wanted when to you, see how he would react. You're like, love the podcast. And then you pull out your camera. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I'll see like douchey celebrities and, and I'll even say to him, like if I run to him on the street and these are celebrities who I don't have a relationship with, and I'll just go, excuse me, do you know how to get to Fifth Avenue? And they're like, and I just want to see if they'll actually stop and give me directions or they'll be like, oh, that way. Like, I just want to see how they <laughs> treat the people when they don't know who they are. Like one one time I almost wanted to go up to Paris Hilton and be like, hey, excuse me, can you take a photo of me real quick and see how she reacts? <laughs> like instead of someone asking her for a photo, like, hey, can you take that a photo would, of me? That I would see how really Paris funny. Hilton would do. Like, in, or no, just you know, go. You should say, hey, do you mind taking a photo? And she'll be like, yeah. And she'll get in the shot. And then you give her the camera and you pose with her friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, uh, and then just photo credit. Hey, uh, credit Paris Hilton. Thank you. Oh my but God, I had a paparazzi be... buddy of mine who did so this. Funny. And he told me a great story. He did, uh, what was that, a few years ago. He uh, He's a Spanish guy. And he had a map in his book bag. And he saw Leonardo DiCaprio walking with Kevin Conley. And he walked up to Leonardo DiCaprio with a map. He goes, excuse me, do you know where the Empire State Building is? And Leonardo started to give him directions like, well, Fifth Avenue is this. And he starts to like point him in the directions of where to go. His brother, the other paparazzi, was taking photos of Leo giving him directions with a map. And that oh. photo went crazy. It went everywhere. And That's um, hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. All right, Dax, give me two more stories. Let's get into All two right. more stories. I mean, we got to throw Britney Spears shaving her head in here. That yeah. that one was. That was before, I was I I wasn't at TMZ then. You were at TMZ. I so was walking through about that whole experience for you. So I was on my way to Vegas at the time. I remember back in 2007. I don't remember why I was on my way to Vegas. What what was happening? I just remember being. And you got to remember, Brittany was already kind of off her rocker at that time. She had already gone to rehab. She was having all these issues. Um, but I remember being in the car to Vegas and getting a text say, from, I think it was Jillian, who we had on the podcast recently. Um, 
who was like, oh, my God, she shaved her head and then sent over the photo of, you know, that that screen grab. Because it was like an ABC seven screen grab, if I remember correctly, because they happened to have a camera over there or something. And um, uh, Britney Spears, no hair, like what? Um, And I know that she was you know, struggling at that time, but I never expected to see that photo in a million years. And if you remember the story went that she basically had come back, she fled from the rehab in Antigua. She went to Kevin Federland's house, demanded to see the kids. And he allegedly like refused to let her see, which I don't necessarily blame him because she just ran out of rehab. Uh, But this led to her driving to the hair salon and then asking this like this bar barber or this woman, this hair hairstylist to shave her head. And the hairdresser was like, oh, hell no, I am not shaving your head. I'm not shaving Britney Spears's head. So Britney then grabbed the clippers, did it herself. And I remember she said to the lady, she said, you know, I, I just don't want anyone touching my head. I don't want anyone touching my hair anymore. I'm tired of people touching my hair. And then she shaved it all off. And this is what that that hairstylist had said after the fact. And there, I think there was just like there was so much going on in Britney's life. It was almost like a cleansing moment for her. But shit, that was a weird moment. Just to see her with a bald head. You just knew at that moment something is not going well. Oh, yeah. I think that I was I think like, that was – and it's not against women who shave their head. I think at that moment you just – I think if you close your eyes and think about that photo of her holding the umbrella with a shaved head, you could easily kind of remember that visual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that, that photo is seared into people's brains forever. It's so and ever. seared in people's heads. I could I could close my eyes and think about that visual, and I, it's a visual that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And it was just so sad yeah. at the same time too. Like if you watch the videos of that moment when she grabs the umbrella, like you can just tell she's like hurting and she's sad and she's lonely and all these things. And it, you know, then you've got, think about you being in your like worst moments. And then those X 17 guys were brutal back in the day, Adam, I, you're in New York and these guys in LA, I remember these X 17 guys are paparazzi. They were relentless with her. And what do you mean relentless? Like, what were they like? They would just follow her everywhere she went. It was like stalk her, stalk her every move and try to incite her. Because if you remember at the time, it was like she was going crazy. She was smashing people in cars, backing up into them, running over paparazzi. You know, she there was just so much going on, but they were they were like the definition of like when you think of paparazzi, like when people like shit talk paparazzi, they would be the ones they're talking about going beyond boundaries and um, trying to provoke them to get a reaction. And um, I remember at that, that gas station that she was pulled into, you know, or whatever it was, a Jiffy Lube or whatever. It was like, they wanted to make her freak out until mm-hmm. she, smashed the umbrella in the car and they got the photo. And at the end of the day, they got a huge payday and they got what they wanted out of it. Yeah, it was. um, Yeah. 
Sorry, I just got a text. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is at a diner in New York City. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Is, that's is he awesome. a fun person to get or he's like... Yeah. No, no. It's, he's, he's awful? He, he's not awful. He's 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 unique. I wouldn't say unique. <laughs> it depends. He's not terrible. He's not bad. He's fine. I'm not cool with him. Like, I'm not friends with him by any means but he's will he give a good sound bite or is he just gonna blow off depends the, on the mood the depends on his it depends on the day um i've met him before and he, i've had some nice conversations with him so i don't know i'm not gonna run out much all right dex i gotta get out here because i'm debating going to try to see if i can make it in time for jerry sound give me one more story that blew you away um i'm going jay-z beyonce solange elevator video and that one for sure what is it which you had a uh a very good uh i guess yes i I had a hand in that one i was the one that secured that video uh, for tmz back in the day and was the first one to get to put my eyes on that video and so i remember just being like what the hell like you know the these Two people, Beyonce and Jay-Z, are so notoriously private. You never see anything. You never see them slip up ever. You know, Queen B herself, like, I always look at, like, she just has this reputation that is untarnished. And then this video drops, and you see Solange kicking and punching and going after Jay-Z in the elevator. And there was no audio, so you don't know what the hell they're fighting about. But... um and Beyonce just kind of standing back and watching the whole thing. <laughs> but that video You was... were the first person to see this video. Or second yeah. or third, I guess. Yeah. But how did that... Ones. Did you hear something happened? Or how did it, like... Don't walk me through the person who sold it. How did you know something happened in an elevator? Because I remember seeing the footage. I have a friend who shot the footage of them walking out of the hotel. Like, yep. nothing happened. But was your stuff brewing that something happened in the elevator? Got tipped off to it. Got tipped off to it and got our hands on the video. And I mean, my jaw was on the ground when I saw the video, got the rights to it. And I mean, we put that video up and it is a strategy went to putting that video up. No, you got the video strategy. No, but hold on. Everyone's going to come watch it. But I'm saying, yes, you know, everyone's going to watch it. But like, let's release it the start of the next morning. No, with no, something like up right away, was there any with something like that? You don't have time. Like, if you don't put it up, someone else is going to get their hands on it. Like, you can't hold on a video like that. That's why. Yeah, TMZ but you guys had the only person that you guys were the only one who had. You owned the video. There was only one video. Correct. Doesn't matter. You, you so, in this world, someone else gets some their hands on a copy or does something you just never know and so you can't hold on a video you got to put it up you got to send it out you have to let everyone know because credit is the only thing that anyone gets at this point in um in the news world and so you want everyone saying according to tmz as seen on tmz first broken by tmz like that's what you want you know so that more people are checking out go watch the full video on tmz like that's what it's all about. And so you don't have time. You put it up. You don't think about it. You just get it up and get it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, that story, I think that was the first thing. I think that was the video that really said, hey, these people are human. Because <laughs> they right. were just, you, you can never know, uh, you never knew what was going on there. Um, uh, yeah, but I like, I wish, like that is the one thing I wish we had all the details and we'll never get them because it's Jay-Z and Beyonce and they'll never fully say what happened that night or what went down that night. But God, I would love to know. Yeah. Like to have Beyonce just stand there like emotionless as Solange is going after her, her husband or going after Beyonce's husband in front of her. Like, God, it's crazy. But Dax, you, you were on the website. You were at TMZ at the time. How long was that the number one video on TMZ for? Like the most searching? Like did it, did it really just really break, crash the website? That's how big it was? It was huge. I, I don't remember it crashing the website, but I do remember it being like, obviously it flooded with views. Like Interesting. I, I don't think I've seen a video take off that quickly. Um, and that one really did. Everyone wanted to see that video. And it was, um, it was one of those ones where you leave work and you're driving home and everyone's talking about it on the radio. You get home, every news station is playing clips of it. It just became international within four minutes of it being up. Isn't it weird? I've had a few times where I'll be out in public and someone's talking about a video that I shot. Oh, really? You know, like, or someone's talking about a story that I had something to do with. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Have you had that? Like where someone, I, I've had that. I mean, times where stories. Like, about story or yeah. video where I'm like, oh, if you, do I, do I jump in and say, hey, just so you know, if you want all the details, I'll tell you everything that really went down. But oh, yeah. I mean, I used to be quizzed every time I left work being like, I'd get home and I've told you before, I'm like, my wife doesn't care about entertainment news. Unless it has to do with Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> then she cares. Um, but for a long time, I would, you know, leave work and go shopping and everyone wants to ask, oh, hey, tell me about this and this. I'm like, I have left work. I don't care right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to talk about celeb news. I've been doing it for the entire day, every moment of the day. I, I don't want to talk celeb news now. Yeah, I get stopped in my building sometimes from someone like, all right, that happened last week. Though. Someone's like, hold on, do you mind telling me what's going on with the Jonas Brothers? And I was like, okay, I'll let you know. And like, it's just, and I don't really know too much. I pretty much know for like something like that. I know is pretty much as just as much as they do. Maybe I just remember some of this stuff a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, I, I'm reading it just with everyone else. So for some reason, I just kind of pick it up and I just, I don't know, maybe they want to hear it from my perspective or my mouth. I don't know. But that's maybe why you guys listen to this podcast. But we thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. You like and subscribe to the page. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record, which I highly suggest you guys join. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.